You're listening to Extra Textual. This is a show where we talk about an idea, concept, theme, trend, and relate it to some kind of media like film, TV, video games, books, music, and hopefully discover something about ourselves or our culture along the way. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the show. This is Eli Steemlidge, and with me is... Jeremy Holliday. And on this episode, we're talking about a recent film and TV that's been released. Yeah. Um, the big one in the media is Avengers Infinity War. Infinity War. With Avengers, I think uh, it felt like something we sort of had to talk about. Maybe then yeah. more we like totally felt like we wanted to. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, come on. There, I mean, I wouldn't say that we necessarily dislike parts of the Marvel Universe, film universe, but this was not, like, the most excited we've been for something. And even though it's, like, the culmination of a decade of Marvel Studios and I don't know how many films. Do you know how many films? No, a lot. Say 10? It's more, more than, than 10. More than 10. It's more than 10. So a lot of characters to deal with in this film. So I think... Some things that we could bring up is whether there is, like, this superhero movie fatigue happening. Obviously not by the box office. It's done super well. So I think people were worried about that, but I don't think that's the case. Uh, We could talk about how well Marvel's done to pull all these things together. Um, It's kind of never been attempted in this way, Uh, having all these separate films and pulling them into one and trying to deal with so many characters at once. Um, We could talk about how it relates to actual comic book style in the way that they put these things together. So there's a lot going on, but I wouldn't say either of us are super impressed. There's a lot lot of talking about either, Eli. I mean, from from my perspective, like the more I think about the film, um, the more I I hate it. (laughs) And I I mean, there's just... uh, I'm not in a very sympathetic mood, and I have a lot of energy, so um, <laughs> it, it's sort of being channeled into a negative area. But yeah. in general, and I and I am so conscious of, of seeming like these people on the internet who complain about things. But um, <laughs> for me, there's a there's a short list of things. The the top of the list is, you know, they knew from the very beginning that mm-hmm. they were going to make this film. You know, and they're and gonna lead up to this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, from I mean, like from their from early Iron talk. Man? Yeah. yeah, from the from Iron Man, yeah. they knew that eventually we were going to have Thanos, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's hinted at in various right, other shows up, yeah. venues. Um, and I mean, I I'm sure there are people out there that that know much more about comic books. I mean, I mainly read graphic novels mm-hmm. and have gone back and read some comic books based on graphic novels that I liked about stuff. Yeah, and I've done like I've, I've done my. I, I read like the entirety of the Crisis on, Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is the, sort of the DC hmm. giant thing, yeah. which is not particularly very good, but interesting. You know, it's the way in it's a, it's it's in response to Marvel, where all of the DC worlds sort of collapse onto each other in this mm-hmm. giant thing. But I mean, I think there's a there's a thing that happens in almost all the comic books and, and many hero stories too. Mm-hmm. The your superhero or superheroes yeah. they start off. And they save a person, you know, and then mm-hmm. they save a couple people, and then they save a city, and then it's a planet, yeah. and then maybe they, you know, it's like a solar system, and at some point, you know, they encounter Galactus, or Thanos, <laughs> or Monitor, or any of these other gigantic 
super mm-hmm. beings. Right. Um, and they have to save the entire universe. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, you know, in some sense, it, it's just an upping of the stakes. Right. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's like, it's something that happens as part of the progression of any story mm-hmm. where you're fighting multiple villains, right. where you're fighting evil. Yeah. And there's eventually a bigger, darker bad guy. You know, you're eventually fighting the devil or you're, you're eventually fighting the ultimate, right. most powerful thing. The big bad. And even though in the first Avengers, we already got aliens attacking... New York and yeah. crazy stuff like that. but And there's, I mean, there's one thing that, and I'm sure people that know the Marvel Universe better than me can comment more on it, but they skip over, like, uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they skip over all of the co- uh, conflict with the Kree and the Skrull. Mm. And these two alien races fighting all across the galaxy, one kind of good, one kind of evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, it spills into Earth. There's multiple dimensions. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> we we uh, encounter Captain Marvel, who's super powerful. Um, we Which enc- apparently is coming. Yeah. I mean, after Thanos? I mean, sure. Uh, yeah. Maybe okay. part of defeating at Thanos. Yeah. I don't know. You know, and then we have Ms. Marvel, who is... Not a great character in the beginning, but mm. she's been rewritten several times, and she's like, is cool these days. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and maybe like again, maybe like in the, maybe someone knows the the comic book series better than me, and maybe the Korean scroll come after Thanos, but I'm pretty sure they come before. It, mm. It's sort of it's like they. So they're streamlining things. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. but, you know, like this is how they get involved in sort of the giant conflict in the world, right? You know, and I think mm-hmm. the Korean scroll are tied up, and with Thanos, the conquest of the galaxy. Anyway, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if I am, but. Um, there is like a huge jump, like in like in the Marvel Cinematic Universe between like saving New York City mm-hmm. slash the world, right? All right up to Thanos. Yeah, you know, and, you know, I mean, and again, and there's like the, I don't, uh, there's the stuff in in the, in the second Avengers, mm-hmm. which is like, and I guess that's sort of like a transition to saving the world, yeah, something yeah. bigger. Um, but my point about it, it, it being a missed opportunity, like when you. You do like all the work, like in two thousand one, in Space Odyssey, and you get you like you drag your audience along, and you push them, and you excite them, yeah. And you get to the end, and you go into some vortex. You you can do whatever you want, right? And we have some cool stuff in two thousand one. Mm-hmm. There are like other movies, like mm-hmm. um, Interstellar does a horrible job of what happens <laughs> when you have infinite possibility. Yeah. But it's this it's this moment. Um, in any great pinnacle of a story, you have mm-hmm. it in Lord of the Rings. I mean, one of my and, and and I think Tolkien does it. Tolkien can write an epic story, right? And 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 maybe the and the, maybe the, the the Thanos story has an element of epicness in it, but they don't they, they can't handle it. Like they just are unable to yeah handle it. And I um, don't and I don't yeah. know if this is what you're saying, but they seem to do a lot of work in this Avengers film to set up Thanos and his relationship to everybody. That seems like it wouldn't didn't have to be done in this film where they also fight him, like could have been done earlier. Like we get a lot, um, we have to get all the backstory with the relationship with his daughter, yeah, um, Gamora, which you know we sort of get in the um, Guardians of the Galaxy, but not like actually Thanos really, yeah, um, just like hinted at. So things like that. Uh, and and what his goal is and things like that that we well, so, so here's kind of build so, up. So I mean I again I, I someone out geeks me on this. It's fine, mm-hmm. but like in the original story, like Thanos's conquest across the universe is not 
some sort of like utilitarian exercise. Mm. He like encounters Death, who in the Marvel universe is a woman, mm. when he was a young conqueror, yeah. falls in love with her, mm. and is is like wants to slaughter half the universe to get her attention again, <laughs> um, and is uh, and like literally just kills for sport. And like a lot, like yeah. he like he he hasn't been able to slaughter enough people mm-hmm. to to gather. Yeah. Um, in, in in a sense, like he's a god. I mean, he's the right. god Thanos. He's right. not some very strong um, alien person. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, he is, yeah. but like the way he's written in the stories, he's like, you know, like you don't you don't fight Thanos, right? Right. You, you, <laughs> yeah, you, can, yeah. you can be crushed by Thanos, right? And 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 there's something about that. Well, so my my point though is. The point of missing an opportunity mm-hmm. is like there is almost all of the great epic stories that I like, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, even like some of the great Indian epics and you know the great uh, the Greek epics. There's like some kind of simple act or something mm-hmm. that happens at the apex. You know whether right. it's like Odysseus like yeah. tricking and killing all of the suitors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know in the Ramayana, it's you know Ram fires this. Secret special weapon that he's been having, you know, just yeah. keeping for forever to kill um, Ravana, and only after that does he discover that he happens to be a god. You know, and, mm-hmm. and it's like, and in the Lord of the Rings, one of my favorite tiny moments is when like Galadriel is offered offered the ring. She's probably one of the strongest people in the world next yeah. to Gandalf, maybe probably even stronger than him. Mm-hmm. And she uh, she she like has the opportunity. To have and, all the power, yeah. And refuses it. Right. And, she, and like, there's a whole giant you know, story that happens in her mind of, right. of what over, the world yeah. would be like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or even yeah. just the fact of like sort of the simplest creatures in Middle-earth are the yeah. ones that take the ring and destroy, right. even though there's huge battles yeah. going on between and, and, and yeah. the And in the end, the act itself is simple. They drop mm-hmm. a ring in the thing. Right. So, you know, we have a thousand movies leading <laughs> up to... Uh, what happens in this film right. and so it, it's centered around like so that the actions of our characters become deeply symbolic mm-hmm. um, and I just feel like they were absolutely unable to to write these characters as not morons mm. in this movie yeah. and it's like I it just killed me yeah. and, and I understand like I, I at some point someone was like oh I imagine being like oh like so Thanos represents this sort of like really utilitarian but mm-hmm. true sort of perspective and we're going to be something different like we're going to value life yeah um and that would be fine mm-hmm. if anyone in the story including thanos acted out any of those philosophies right he says one line about it they say we don't trade people and that's that is the yeah. depth of philosophical conflict we get because right. he doesn't really it's pretty behave. glazed over yeah he doesn't behave in a way Mm-mm. that has this utilitarian right he just you know he's just he has a goal he stays at one time right yeah. he really wants it yeah and like and it's there are so many times in the story like mm-hmm. when when Thanos is torturing Gamora's sister mm-hmm. and, and she she values her sister's she's like it, it, it's worse for her right. that her sister is suffering pain than what a hundred trillion beings will die? Yeah, half the universe. Yeah, like mo- they're just morons. It's like I'm watching <laughs> the Alien Covenant all over again, and it's like and and I I love the bad guy winning, right? I love Thanos succeeding. Mm-hmm. That's great, right? But like every all of the hero, and it's like I just wouldn't it be so much better if all of the heroes in this story 
stretched beyond their best mm-hmm. and were still unable to beat Thanos. Right. That is the story mm-hmm. that I want to watch. Right. right. That is the story that we get in great epic stories, in great mm-hmm. epic poems. This is what we get in Lord of the Rings. They have like the greatest, best army with the best white mage in the entire <laughs> world, and they still can't win. Yeah. Like Aragorn brings an army back from the dead, <laughs> and they and they they win a battle, but they ultimately can't win the can't war. Win everything, yeah. Right. So unless, and, but what we get in Infinity War is like every superhero like slipping on a goddamn banana peel and hitting themselves in the face with a board and Thanos walking right over them. Like the grand plan with is like to hold Thanos's arms. Right. I'm like this is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like I mm. and, Yeah, and I mean again, they they seem to try to like pull out this is a test of these different heroes. Yeah. To to see how they will stand up and what they believe in. Ultimately, yeah. But most of the time, they either fail those miserably in an uninteresting way, like say the Guardians of the Galaxy, like what they're up against, like you were mentioning, Gamora, and uh, Peter Quill, who's yeah. like in love with her, like he does the wrong thing, but not in an interesting way. No. Like doesn't really tell us about who he is really, and then uh, like you said at the very end, all these other characters sort of just like are bumbling their way around without having much yeah, meaning. like I would have loved to and I just think like I mean I would have loved to have seen several complicated very like very likely to succeed superhero stories they get circumvented by mm-hmm. you know it, there's your structure it gets circumvented by one of the uh, I mean, one of the gems I but, thought it was not too bad that uh, we reviewed uh, Ready Player One recently and we yeah. talked about the different quest sort of yeah. levels they had and that's event essentially how this is structured that he has to go collect these different stones and um, at each point they sort of are trying to stop him from accomplishing getting that extra power and so in a way it sort of like splits up the heroes so we don't have the ridiculousness of like 20 of them in one place right um and they each sort of have their own quest to stop him and 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 get it so we do kind of see them like defeated in each of those Periods almost stopping him, not quite. Sometimes, see your not description of it is more generous than what actually happens <laughs> in the film. It's pretty messy in the film. Well, I mean, yeah. it's like, oh, here's the reality gem. Oh, wait, should we pay attention to that? Oh, wait, no, we're just gonna take what we see in front. Like, right, th- let's maybe try the next one. Yeah, yeah. No cleverness. No, I mean, yeah. and so part of, I mean, what it does to me when I see that is like when I watch it again. It's like when I watch like the Green Lantern movie, which is horrible, <laughs> is like I, I, it, it totally throws me out of the film. Because mm-hmm. I see the inadequacy of the writers mm-hmm. glaring me in the face. Yeah. They're like, I'm sorry, we can't handle something of this magnitude, so we just softballed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just ruins the film. I feel like I, it was interesting. A fun part of it was mostly seeing the heroes interacting with each other. Yeah. And there were some good moments and funny. Like, they kept it pretty light for the heaviness of what's going on, the good balance. But I think the for me the only reason I really cared about that was the work done in the other films, yeah. not this film. Did that work at all for you? I mean, were you like carried by wanting to see these characters okay. go on this adventure, or were you? Was I, this a bad portrayal of them? Yeah. Well, so um, it's a good question. So one thing that I, I generally like about. Uh, when they're like lots of different superheroes together, mm-hmm. is that like some people are better than other people, 
Yeah. You know, like how like how strong is a Hulk punch? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. We find that a Hulk punch or a Hulk smash is is good enough to like knock a Loki out. Right. So like yeah. it's like pretty high. It's pretty on strong. Step. Yeah. Um, He's gonna supposedly their secret weapon in this. Yeah. So one of the things that I didn't like about Thor Ragnarok, though this is a wonderful film, mm-hmm. is that Bruce Banner's portrayal is, for lack of a better term, weak mm. or lame. Yeah. Um, he he is great mm-hmm. um, in the second Avengers. Yeah. Um, he's great in the part where he appears a little bit. I think in the second Captain America. Um, do you know that? Might have been. Um, maybe maybe it's just his portrayal in um, Captain. Yeah. In the Avengers. In the Avengers. Okay. The stuff between him and Black Widow. Okay. It's yeah. good. And again, like, and, and if you track the writers, like, you still have mm-hmm. you have Joss Whedon writing for the first Avengers. You have him writing for the second Avengers. Mm-hmm. You, like. Uh, the best, I mean, like, he is the best writer for witty dialogue right. amongst folks. Like, yeah. pa- like Out there, yeah. Right. And and uh, someone else, they try to do, they try to do him, mm-hmm. they, they can't. Right. Um, and there's even, like, somebody even makes a joke about, like, how dumb Thanos looks. Yeah, they make and, a few times. And yeah. I'm like, it, I, I don't find it funny. <laughs> I just think it means that the person who did the like the design of Thanos did a shitty job right if you and they're trying to cover it by making it. fun of him right because um, he doesn't have to look like a moron because mm-hmm. they control everything right um, he's even in the shadows in the movies anyway um, and so we start like I, if I like so we start the they start the film by yeah. seeing like a scared Hulk mm-hmm. right and that's something interesting right, right. And the Hulk mm-hmm. is usually not scared about stuff mm-hmm. but. It's acted so poorly, and and I don't and I, I think he's a. I mean, Mark Ruffalo is adorable in pretty much everything he does. Yeah. Um. I, I just like I don't know if it's a lack of direction, mm. um, or like I don't like I don't even know entirely what his fear is supposed to convey. Right. I mean, like at the I I was doing okay at the beginning of the film mm-hmm. when Thanos is like stomping through and killing, Asgardians. With oh yeah yeah. Right, because the Asgardians are like. You know, they can take a Hulk punch. Right, they're like they're, gods. They're yeah. nearly invincible. Mm-hmm. And he just killed them, yeah. a shit ton of them. Mm-hmm. Which for me, I'm like, all right, this is great. Like, yeah. This is a great place to start a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe even start it with like Thor up on a spit, you know, like <laughs> on the end of a spear. Like right. that's that's how you show what we're dealing with. How strong with. is, yeah. Right. And so est- establishing what the levels are of things mm-hmm. is really important. Mm-hmm. And so some of that happens. But again, like we don't, they don't keep to that. Yeah. Right. Like when they when there's like the struggle with the guardians mm-hmm. and Doctor Strange and stuff. Um, Thanos is so powerful to begin with. Yeah. They, they're, like they're not going to hold him like that, and and I don't. Right. So like, which doesn't mean that they you can't achieve the same like story beat mm-hmm. of them like coming up with a plan, trying mm-hmm. to physically force them to do something, and then sort of being thwarted at the last minute. It just means you have to change how they do it. It has to be smarter, yeah. Yeah, or or, or, or just better. Yeah. You know, because it's like, no, like, he he literally crushed an Asgardian's head with his foot. Right. And they died. Yeah. Like, they can get thrown out of buildings, they can get skewered with, like, giant frost, giant spears, <laughs> and they survive. They still, yeah. They don't, they're not living here, okay? Mm-hmm. So I mean, and I do. There's a there's some interplay between like Doctor Strange and Iron Man when mm-hmm. they first meet. Right. That's great. Yeah. You know, and, and and some of the funniest bits I think happen in that because Iron Man. Because they're like, very similar characters. Yeah, it's like I'm the top yeah. dog, and yeah. Doctor Strange is like, mm, 
No. Okay, no yeah. You don't, don't know about all this other stuff, yeah. Um, and that I like. I mean, mm-hmm. I also like... Um, and and Doctor Strange maintains that like he is the key element in this story. Yeah, and that seems to be leading out of this film. Right, and something's going on there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I like and I I have no problem with that. Yeah. You know and you know and and again like they can they can kind of write they they can barely write for a time gem. Mm-hmm. They cannot write <laughs> for all five of them. Yeah. So I. We, I'd rather have one good story again. Like I'd yeah. rather have one good little story about one element of like world bending power mm-hmm. than their inability to do all the other stuff. Yeah, and um, I mean we do get the technique too of like he has sort of his minions, yeah. Thanos, and so they sort of have to fight like the minor bosses yeah, before yeah, they yeah. can like build up. But I agree, like if they are facing Thanos, I don't think they can just sort of like punch him a bunch and like keep him busy. Um, he's more powerful than that. Like, right, and, and also, like, the, he's killing, he kills, okay, he kills Asgardians at the beginning, mm-hmm. right, trying yeah. to get the Tesseract. Right. Like, there's no reason why he doesn't, Peter, like, rip Spider-Man's head off or right. punch all the way through Iron <laughs> Man. Or, like, yeah. you know, and, like, and if they're, you know, again, in a film like this where you know they're going to die, but not really, mm-hmm. like, have some some stakes and stuff. Yeah, yeah kill them right you know like have I thought just, it, just do it Tony Stark was gonna die for sure yeah I mean it, why it, not yeah it's interesting that you know I think leading into this film maybe we weren't expecting a lot yeah and uh, I know I'm sort of gotten lost in the lore of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and uh, confused in certain spots I don't remember Age of Ultron very much uh, but the last few individual films before this were quite good. Yeah. Uh, we had Black Panther. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed Doctor Strange quite a bit. I like Doctor Strange. Yeah. Um, so those, I think they did sort of have this a little bit return to form of like, we're trying to do good stories, good storytelling. All of those films are better than Infinity War. I agree. Because yeah. their focus is smaller. Or the focus is smaller, yeah. And I just, I just have this theory. I'm just going to tell the world. Like, there's something about, I don't know, when I, when I was an academic, um, you know, I was talking to this one professor about the difference between, like, academics in the U.S. and academics in Japan. Mm-hmm. And in the U.S., like, academics are, there's a, a mantra of, like, publish or perish. You're expected mm-hmm. to publish, like, articles and books and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You know, from uh, this, uh, right. this professor's account of it, yeah. like, in Japan, you teach for 40 years. Mm. When you're done, you write a book, write a maybe book. two. Right. Right. That's a summation of your your life's work, you know, right. how you've dealt with ideas. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times American academics will do it, but they'll have ten books beforehand and then they'll finally write their book which sort of contains right. their opus. They had, uh, and I just think yeah. that there's like there's some things, like really big stories that are especially really complicated and involve mm-hmm. time travel and different things <laughs> that you just have to sit and think about for a long time. And that yeah. is absolutely incompatible with a production schedule that says mm. in 2010 that in 2018 we're going to release Infinity War. Yeah. And unless you start writing it then. Right away, yeah. And let it sit for six months and then check it out again. Like, you, mm-hmm. there's just some level of, like, fully cookedness and completeness you can't get when you rush that. And, and, yeah. and, and with all these elements, um, you know, should we leave out Ant-Man? Should we leave out Hawkeye? Fine. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, like I don't care. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that there's... So I was watching, well, 
Um, I think if they made the focus more narrow, mm -hmm. it, they would have been able to tell a more effective story. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, coming off of Black Panther this year, yeah. which they created this really great world, yeah. great characters, and we got introduced to actual Wakanda, um, this country, this nation, and here I was just couldn't help thinking, like, they are just trampling sort of on that world building, I feel like. Like, there's an actual battle that takes place in Wakanda. And so I just couldn't help thinking, like, what's going to happen to the next Black Panther story? Like, it's sort of, like, spoiled to me. This sort of world and this um, mystique that it had. And, like, how, like, a big part of that film was, like, how are we going to share ourselves with the world and sort of open this up? And here we just kind of see it, like, eh, we're just going to have this big sort of boring battle on it and not utilize this world well and just kind of like how how do they recover from that you know like with this character well because um, they're gonna there's going to be some sort of time reversal in which right, none of to it ever set happens back, yeah set it back right, to yeah. normal yeah uh, which is I mean again like if you're going to I just hope that like that's one thing I like about Doctor Strange mm -hmm. like there's a sense that like he has much 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 more power than he uses with right. the time stone yeah and so he and he he chooses and is selective about the things that he does, mm -hmm. which is far more interesting than the limits of what you do being based on the limits of what you can do. Right. Because um, then it's just you do whatever you know. Yeah. So he has to make hard choices, mm -hmm. which makes him an interesting character. Yeah. And his power is interesting too. Mm -hmm. um, the thing that bothered me most about Wakanda was like, and I I don't I I am not. I can't. This is what I say. Okay, so Vision, um, who I don't give a shit about. I just don't give a shit about Vision. <laughs> He's sort of shoehorned And I don't give a shit about the, whole the Red Witch. Yeah. I, I don't care about her. I they're mean, like some of the worst developed characters yeah. in this universe. Right, yeah. and so, so they're, they're like, okay, we're going to try, like, we, we, can't, we can't sacrifice a single living being. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and I don't mean to be picky, but like fucking Vision is, was a, was, is an artificial being. Right. And like his consciousness, though tied up in the stone, was put into this body. Mm -hmm. Can it not leave? <laughs> like, is it is it like? Yeah. Can he not download into something else, like the internet, like he was in before? <laughs> they and, were they were working on it. Yeah. No, they were working on <laughs> physically separating the yeah. stone from this physical body. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's like we don't trade lives, so we're we're not we're, we're not gonna kill. Vision, mm -hmm. so we're going to destroy Wakanda right. and still kill Vision. <laughs> right. Possibly still kill. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, they do, yeah. Right, but like it's like, and and, and so he, he, this is the setup. Vision's like, it's okay, I'm willing to give my life. Mm -hmm. Maybe is like, no, we don't do that for some reason that's important in this film. And Wakandans are like, all right, it's cool, we'll just fight and like we'll just lose the most important con you know country in the right. world. It's no big deal. It's just no like doesn't make sense. Yeah, all of these characters that I care about. Mm -hmm. um, make really stupid choices. And I think, here's the thing, and I, I thought about this a lot too, that's why it's really important, you know, <laughs> is that uh, the thing that I hate most about the film is the way, is, is the pace of it. Mm. One of the things that I love about all of Joss Whedon's work, mm -hmm. um, and I am a fanboy, but not, I mean, I am a fanboy, I'm just, I'm just a fanboy, um, is the balance between like, um, you know, kinetic and static in his work mm -hmm. 
action yeah and then post action thinking and talking mm -hmm. right and those i think are important parts of any story and the talking is good and the, and it's the, relevant the, the yeah. talking is good and relevant, yeah, yeah, yeah. right it, in this story it's like there's a there's a, a fierce deadline at the at, bef at the end of every single scene mm -hmm. you know it, it, it's literally as if this battle with thanos is taking place in real time right which it's not yeah and it's like oh like we have to decide now i'm like this is you're just avoiding characters having meaningful conversations about this because you don't know what they would say right right yeah. why don't we figure why don't we have a discussion about like the value of vision's life in comparison to wakanda mm -hmm. right why don't you have wakandans weigh in and say if we're going to sacrifice everything we built for a thousand years uh, can can it be for something better than this? Or right. they choose to do it for vision because they value each individual life as a, there's like I have some conversation about it, yeah right and and it it's just driven by this frenetic it's like mm -hmm. oh my god like there's a <coughs> there's a car falling off a cliff oh my god Thanos like, <laughs> um and it's just like whoa like it, it 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 just I mean I think another thing is like uh. It was basically announced that there's going to be two parts yeah. to this film, but like by the time it came out, they sort of like cut that part out of the whole marketing and stuff. Yeah. Because originally, I think like the marketing was like part one of two. Yeah. And then they just were like, nope, just a new Avengers movie. And then I think part of it was to try to surprise people at the end and be like, look at everybody that's been killed, you know, like, or disappeared, whatever happens. Yeah. It, it's an um, intermission in a four hour. Yeah. Four and a half hour so movie. like, you, fine you don't need to go at that pace. If you have no. a huge two part film planned, um, you can take those quiet moments and make it like, make us care more yeah. um, about what's happening. I just yeah. I had this like other criticism about film film in general recently so i recently watched uh, jurassic park with our mm -hmm. kids mm -hmm. and like you know gosh darn it that spielberg knows, knows how to make an entertaining yeah. thoughtful great film it's not perfect mm -hmm. but like it's good yeah um and one of the things that i notice is like though there are like um there's so much less giant helicopter shots of stuff <laughs> right the focus is is, is close mm -hmm. most of the time on people yeah. and we, we only reach out to see the or pan out to see the big picture a few times mm -hmm. and i think a few choice times yeah yeah and like and, and it and 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 like our you know our movie starts when they're loading the crate like we're mm -hmm. close it's yeah. you know like the mood is set um and i think that there's some sense that like like in in lord of the rings we follow Frodo, right? Mm -hmm. It is a small person's journey in a very large and important world. We eventually see Marion Pippin and a few other stories that branch off, but we follow this small person in a big world. In the in Infinity War, I don't. There's not a protagonist. Mm. Uh, we don't follow anyone right. in particular, mm -hmm. and and I think that that it, it leaves me with. I mean, and I, and I don't like. I'm not like. I don't mean to be like super like I need a protagonist. Yeah. But like I don't know whose perspective I'm following because yeah. almost everything happens in these gigantic wide shots where we mm -hmm. look at all this stuff. Yeah. And it's true. like it's cool and it's you know, but it's like without someone or someone's feelings mm -hmm. to anchor my story to, I'm totally lost. Yeah. Um. And I think that and and this is and it's the, and so, 
when I think about like how you write stories like this, mm-hmm. right? You write. It seems like you write the whole what happens, mm-hmm. and then you you choose a perspective to view that story from, mm-hmm. and and it means that like it's not like an ensemble cast of everyone in every shot all the time. Even in the first Avengers, there's right. like there's that one time when, when they're fighting the Chitauri when we get the like giant spin around and they're all fighting Follows together. Every character, yeah. yeah, and it's like it's done really well and it's it's done sparingly. Mm-hmm. And uh, Infinity War feels like the entire thing is like here's these seven heroes, here's these seven heroes, here's these seven heroes. Um, yeah, I mean it feels like there's not um, different acts. In this story, it's just like straight to the climax, like this what the whole movie is, but this yeah. is still part one. Yeah. And I think they also decided, like we touched on, that the crux of the motions in the end is on Vision and Red Witch, which, you know, these are not like the main characters that we've grown to like care about. So like put somebody else in there, Tony Stark, somebody who we care about, like things are in the balance for, at least. Um, but they just haven't earned that that kind of emotion to deal with. Um, it was just kind of like they needed to slide characters in there that fit, you know, some way to defeat Thanos or yeah. things uh, we're resting on, and that that was the only reason. And it felt forced because we also don't get their romance in a movie. It like happened in between movies, apparently. Like we kind of get it hinted yeah. at, but the last time we saw them, they were sort of like fighting. And now suddenly they love each other. Um, like we don't get that, except for one small scene. So all of it seems pretty forced. I mean, it's kind of been talked about that Marvel has a villain problem. Like mm. none of the villains are very fleshed out or interesting. Um, we have talked about how Black Panther had a great villain. Yeah. Um, but up to that point, I think it's been not handled interestingly and. Thanos, I think, is continued that really um, that we don't care that much about him. So I, I mean, I don't know what they need to do to change that. Um, well, I, I mean, I mean, th- in some ways, this is Thanos's film. I mean, he's sort of the protagonist, but it's kind of yeah. like too late, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I mean, so I'll say this: um, any good villain mm-hmm. represents something. Yeah. And I think that Thanos represents something interesting. Mm-hmm. But he, he also has to like uh, force his the heroes that are fighting him and the people around him to make choices that mm-hmm. illustrate how their perspectives are different. And, right. and I can see them doing that in this film. They're like, we don't sacrifice anybody. But like, that's only the beginning of what it means to have a complex interaction mm-hmm. with right. like like the most utilitarian force in the universe, mm-hmm. right? And also, ultimately, like, like when you analyze a dream, everything in a dream is you. Like all of these, all of these characters are created by humans and are elements yeah. of humanity, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is Thanos is an, is an element of all of us mm-hmm. that that has a, those feelings and feels about things in that particular way. Um, and unless there's an effective and clear mm-hmm. counterpoint to that at various points, it 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 just doesn't matter. Like, right. you know, like. And like even like the character of Galactus in the DC universe, I mean Galactus consumes. Mm-hmm. Like, and Galactus is a much sort of simpler character in that he just goes to worlds and he consumes them. Right. And and that represents the way we handle our worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like if you don't, like if you, 
there's so much effort put in Infinity War to show how our heroes are different than Thanos. Mm-hmm. Right? But it's not interesting unless we find out how we're similar to him. Right. Because he ultimately is us. Yeah. Right? And that's why he's an interesting... That, that is what makes him interesting, is that mm-hmm. he's an element of us. And again, like, if you... I mean, like, what is the counterpoint? We don't trade people? Which yeah. is, like... It's pretty weak, yeah. Right. And it's, it's also... In the context, yeah. Childish. Mm-hmm. Which is fine mm-hmm. in general, but not at your pinnacle movie. Right, because I mean, we just had the Civil War movie where we get this um, philosophical split between the Avengers mm-hmm. on what they different believe, and they do spend time having conversations yeah. and fighting back and forth about what um, what they believe and how they've affected people and where they fall. They still need to do their job. Um, but we don't get that kind of conversation when it's like universe dependent, you know, on yeah. these kind of decisions instead of just like America, basically, and Civil War. Yeah. Um, so I think they, they should have pushed things farther. It will be interesting to see where the Marvel Universe goes on film after this, um, or at least after the next Avengers. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're right. They probably will do some sort of reset type thing. So it can kind of temper things again, but you know, I I think it will be hard to sort of recover to this scale again um, to be able to do that. I, uh, I'm not sure that that will keep people's interest. You know, like we may get some other good either characters introduced or more good stories based on the characters we know individual, but like, will they be able to build back up to something big again like this with the probably feel the need to do um i still think the avengers films are some of the biggest like money making draws in the marvel universe um so that means See, they they need to keep making them yeah i mean I'm, I'm not i mean i want to say that, like i'm not generally cynical mm-hmm. um but i it's like one of the things i liked about the movie wally mm-hmm. um is that it, from beginning to end, it, it looked like like an artist-driven film. Right. Like s- some people or gr- some person mm-hmm. or group of people came up with a concept that was it was good from right. you know, a, a kernel that was really interesting, mm-hmm. and then built this sort of like movie in two acts right. that deals with you know sort of this 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 setup, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's creative from the beginning. Right. And it, and it has a very clear vision from mm-hmm. beginning to end right. in two sort of complicated different places. It has, like, a, there's a, a very legitimate, like, feminist critique of the relationship between Wally um, <laughs> and Eve, which I think is valid. Yeah. Um, I, I also think um, that there is a... Uh, there, when you make a film in which there is no dialogue for the first 45 right. minutes, mm-hmm. like, you don't... That doesn't happen... Like, nothing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe has that kind of focus right. or, or boldness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that um, as much as I like um, Disney trying to make a name for themselves by mm-hmm. being a leader in cultural <laughs> representation, yeah. which is not... Yeah. I mean, like, I don't... I mean, Wrinkle in Time, certainly the stuff with Disney with ABC and Roseanne, like, mm-hmm. there's... They're make they're tr- they're trying right. to do that. Mm-hmm. 
there's still like when I look at uh, Infinity War mm-hmm. um, and so when I look at Iron Man like Iron Man is is like 95% nearly perfect mm-hmm. just in my opinion it's entertaining yeah. some of the end is not great mm-hmm. um, but it's almost wonderful but it also like it has a very it, its focus is tight right you know it is about a person mm-hmm. doing some things with a few other people mm-hmm. like you could theoretically do it Right. as a stage play mm-hmm. um, and Doctor Strange is, is similar to that it is like the scope is small there's a few like you have a character you don't know them you get to know them you get to sit you like you there's mm-hmm. a it's about the people and their relationships and the, the, the focus is tight the world is big right the focus of the storytelling is tight and like Infinity War just sort of like it was designed by a committee you know like <laughs> it just sure, yeah. like every minute contains like the optimum balance of money making Captain America plus let's a few jokes about right. something you know I have to have a couple of jokes right yeah. and it just Mistakes, yeah. it because of that it just fails in, in having any element of mm. like creativity or boldness right and I don't like I um even like I, I'm often like when I watched like Moana, right? Mm-hmm. I was surprised at how few characters there were in the story. Yeah, and it's part of what makes it great because mm-hmm. it, it you Can get focus. to see the contours of these two, three, four people's relationships. Again, the, when the world isn't that big, mm-hmm. but it is. It has an epic quality to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you can tell stories that are different than that. But it's really, really hard. Um, I mean, what I think about is like the work of like Tolstoy, in which you have Mm. huge novels that have literally twenty or thirty people who have their—I mean, like who have their own movies worth of story in there. Mm -hmm. And you can do that, but not in not in two and a half hours, not in five hours, not in six hours. Yeah. And I just remember there's just I I I don't want to be one of those people that say that like Hollywood doesn't do anything creative anymore. and I'm not entirely saying that, but like the moment in The Last Jedi when they get to Crate, mm-hmm. which I talked about when we did the review of the film, I yeah. was like, now we're talking. Right. Like somebody had a, an idea. Mm-hmm. And that idea is, it was the foundation of this entire thing. Right. And that idea is good. Mm-hmm. And that idea is different and creative and new and cool. Surprising. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it just, like it's, a, it's a fucking sand or salt planet mm-hmm. when, when like it turns red. And I was like, this is fantastic. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, and like a little trickle. I mean, and I, what, I'm a big fan of Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. But, you know, e- even up to that point, there's a whole lot of like, well, you know, it's okay. I mean, it's, yeah. it's good. It's good. But I, it didn't feel like I was watching something exciting hmm. like that I hadn't seen it before and yeah. I didn't know what was going on and then it just looks good it's like when, mm-hmm. when I was talking to my um, wife about watching Jurassic Park and like the cinematography is really good yeah like, and because and, and it, it's about doing, composition yeah. mm-hmm. which is what, like our disagreement about Tron like one of the reasons <laughs> I love the original Tron is like every shot in there is so well composed mm-hmm. because you know it's a simple world there and like even just like the lines on their face and the lines of the earth like it's I think because it's simple mm-hmm. um, there you're able to make sure that each one of those elements is excellent yeah um, and there's just you know it's just like the first time I saw Spider-Man 3 I was like two I was up 
front. I was like, yeah. the front row because I got there late. Right. And it was just like a jumble of like <laughs> like red and black. And in some sense, that's what I feel like Infinity War is. It's like, it's, oh, it's good. Yeah, but like, I mean, where, where is the... I think when you get to a certain level of like cranking out these kind of films, yeah. you can't really like, like you said, you can't think about it that much. They don't give it the breath, um, yeah. the air, the room to breathe to be able to get to that. And those filmmakers have already made two fairly recent yeah. Marvel films. Yeah. So they just are like constantly and, doing it. And they, and, they can't, they can't I mean, think about it. I think, way, yeah. I think you, you could, you could probably, I mean, ask anyone on the crew of those films and say like, you know, like, is this production schedule conducive to creating good art? And they would mm-hmm. all say no. Right. Right. Yeah. But it is conducive to making money. Right. And making, I mean, a lot, I mean like a lot of money regularly. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, one of the things that I read about, which is illustrative, I think, is there's, um, there's like a, there's a, uh, a copyright case against uh, Kendrick Lamar mm. um, in his music video mm-hmm. uh, for the, some of the original music for Black Panther and against the makers of Black Panther. Yeah, I don't know much about it. Um, there, you can check it out. There was an article on Quartz. Um, they do like Black Panther plagiarism. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, this, uh, I think, is a female Liberian artist. Mm-hmm. Um, did this uh, some really beautiful. Um, African designs, you know, yeah. some of, it's like art, like a, a lot yeah. of the like black and gold lines mm-hmm. and stuff. It's all hers, and uh, like Marvel approached her yeah. several times to use it, and she said no. She said no, and I think then what was written in the article was that they weren't able to come up with an amicable thing, which or amicable, which probably means they weren't offering her enough money. Right. Um, and then and like just did it they just ripped it off. I mean, yeah. like I I am not a judge, mm-hmm. but like of the article I read, which shows like side by side pictures of her work and their work, yeah. it's like exact hmm. copies. Um, and as, as much as I like, there's a whole ocean of things about <laughs> levels of appropriation and whatnot yeah. in there. Ultimately, um, it, it's like it just il- illustrates to me a lot of what this movie mm-hmm. and some others were like mm-hmm. um, just the production system of we're just going to we want to take mostly formed ideas put them in the format of this film and while I would make a shit ton of money yeah. um, and the actual craft of writing a story or writing a cinematic story is not it doesn't seem to be a huge part of the concern yeah and you know, and, you know and like and I mean I don't I guess I mean and maybe this is why I'm sort of uh, you know hopeless romantic or something but it's like but movies are art you know and mm-hmm. whether you're Disney or Marvel like and, and and you know when you're those the art you know, directors and DPs and all those other folks like you're you want to make art yeah Um. and I just think that I don't know I mean when I look at it I look at it in terms of like what are what are my kids going to show their kids yeah like are they going to be like oh man fucking Infinity War man it's awesome <laughs> Probably not. They'll show them Iron Man. Right. They'll show them Black Panther. Mm-hmm. You know, they may show like first kind of last, yeah. Right. Um, and then I remember they imagine their kids being like, "Are there other movies?" And they're like, "Yeah, there are a lot, but they're not very good." Right. I mean, even like, even like in the Conan series, there were only two, but they're <laughs> they're <laughs> mostly <laughs> mostly good. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I can't help but think like when I try to think of the Marvel Cinematic Universe critically and compare it to, say, the comic book format, um, I have to say there's a lot of similarities between it. Yeah. Uh, And even you might almost say, like, there's different, like, if this Infinity War was over different issues, we do sort of get, like, these mini moments with the different characters that you might get for each comic. Um, 
comic issue. We also get like the individual stories that, you know, they have like their own story and then they cross over with other superheroes, which is totally normal in comics. I mean, you still have to have good writing and stories, which we could, we've talked about um, in Infinity War. But I, I mean, it, it does seem very much like that. Um, not that unusual when you think about comics. Like, this could totally be what we... And there's a lot of action that does happen in comics. Yeah. Um, between that. And I don't. I wonder if it is sort of the, the push and pull between the cinematic form and the comic book form. Like, this is still like a... It's pretty long, but like a one individual movie. Yeah. But like, Marvel is mostly treating these not as like one single piece of media and like how much ever we sort of fight with like they should be a unified piece that we can enjoy as one film um that's not necessarily the way comic books are um maybe the storyline over the time but like each issue does it have a complete story sometimes sometimes not um sometimes they just keep building so I, I don't know. It's something interesting to think about. Maybe like for us that are a little more sensitive to thinking about narrative structure and uh, pace and um, cinematography and things like that, that these are not really pulling it off all the time for what we think of as a good film. Um, and, and certainly I wonder what like people that have maybe only seen a few of the Marvel films are like, sure, I'll go see the Avengers. Like, no concept of like what's happening probably you know um in this story like you, like, oh, you yeah, realize, like a vision and yeah it's real important there yeah and they're like who is what that? film yeah. is that happening right yeah so i mean obviously they're still making money off of it um so in, in their eyes that's that's doing pretty well but uh yeah i think when we're trying to think of it as a good narrative um we could still see things running out with their uh, their good luck yeah no i mean i think um i mean i i, I do think well i mean there's a progression of people that like uh, for people that know and like comic books there's a progression mm-hmm. of uh, levels of maturity you know yeah. like silver age gold age however you want to do it right i mean in in my mind like you know it isn't until we get uh the second era of comic books which mm-hmm. is like self-aware Mm-hmm. Watchmen, right? You know, like uh, some of the early DC Vertigo mm-hmm. stuff, Dark mm-hmm. Horse, right? Um, that stuff is interesting to me. It's really sad. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, and I, I love the form. I mean, like, um, mm-hmm. for those that haven't, um, I mean, like, graphic novel, like the graphic novel was invented mm-hmm. um, by a writer whose name I can't remember. Um, hmm. I'm just gonna pause for a second because I'm looking at his name. What time are we at? Um, it's 49. I'll actually pause it. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, the graphic novel was invented by a man named Will Eisner. I mean, who, I think the first one he did was called The Contact with God Trilogy, which is this wonderful book. Um, but, I mean, it's like, it's an adult novel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean, I mean, like, there is some sexy stuff in it. I mean, adult, and, like, it's not <laughs> for kids, stuff, right? Yeah. You know, it's for adults. And when people, when he initially started writing them, and he'd, mm-hmm. he'd written the Spirit comic shit for a long time. Yeah. Um, people were like, this is... No one's gonna like it. This is crazy. Yeah, you know, and it, you know, it was mildly popular at the beginning, but people didn't know what to do with it. Like, they didn't mm-hmm. know they didn't know how to bind it. They didn't know how to sell it. Right. You know, and and he sold them. You know, eventually got sold as like hardbound books. Mm. But I mean, in, in the I mean, I've read a bunch of his old spirit stuff, and the spirit is this detective who like. Uh, do you know the story? Uh, I've seen a little bit of the movie. Oh, this is. I think I've seen the movie. Yeah. 
So like he, I don't know how that went, but he like um, he assumes it seems like he died, but he didn't Mm -hmm. actually die. So he runs around sort of solving crimes. People like, oh my gosh, shoot a spirit because he's you know I think he's dead. But there's a lot of like um, really awesome. Uh, noir style mm-hmm. for a lot of the stuff just in the panels I mean you can see influences from the I mean uh, that end up in the Watchmen you know like yeah. very clearly from their work the film is like Sin City style mm-hmm. or more extreme yeah I don't like Sin City but yeah. it's cool that they try it yeah um, but so you know like and uh, but it's a, it, it, the, the graphic novel is a different format Con- mm-hmm. it's contemplative right. you know it's not for kids mm-hmm. it's for like when, when, when comic book readers grow up and go to college I want to read something else. That's what graphic novels are for. Yeah. And so I think that there is, and we already see some, like Logan, I think, is the first. Mm-hmm. Logan is the first graphic novel Marvel movie yeah. that they've made. Right. Um, it takes place in, in the future or a slightly alternative universe or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it's good. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, right. not perfect, but mm-hmm. like really great for what it does. Mm-hmm. And so I think that after the Infinity War wrap up and then maybe Doctor Strange 2 or something yeah um, they're gonna they're gonna have to well I say have to <laughs> I think they're going to find that what's gonna make them money is when the characters that they own mm-hmm. start to do more interesting things mm-hmm. and I think that I mean maybe they already have a plan for like once they've mined I mean there's we also have all of the Korean and the Skrull so <laughs> that could be the that next be nice, big yeah. thing um, but they uh our characters are gonna have to grow up a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, and we're go- and and I think that there's um, a lot of and and the other possibility. So that's one possibility. Like they they get they get into the realm of, you know, it, individually artistically, very good, graphic novel kind mm-hmm. of things, mm-hmm. like Logan. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things that like characterizes comic books too is it is it provides pre-made characters um, and a forum mm-hmm. for good writers. Yeah. And they just need to make sure they end up there, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it, it, Stanley is great, mm-hmm. um, but he he makes one he makes a particular kind of comic book. There right. are lots of other people out there, yeah. and lots of other Marvel writers for right. that matter that can be can be more of an executive director mm-hmm. um, in that role, and you can end up with a different kind of film. So that's right. one way. The other possibility is like. Uh, I mean, I, I never own any of these, but they're like the what-if comic books, mm-hmm. which, like, my brother had a whole bunch of them, and our cousins did. And they would just be like, what if, like, you know, like, you know, Spider-Man was evil? Or, like, right. what if, you know, and, yeah. and some of, you know, like, what if, like, you know, like, uh, this alternate universe Brainiac, like, like controls Spider-Man, or Superman, and then Batman has to kill him. You know, like, right. all kinds of crazy stuff. And so, and there's also, like, a genre kind of like of like fan fiction stuff like mm-hmm. what if the what if the x-men took place in victorian england right you know and, yeah, yeah. and like that stuff is like it's interesting yeah. yeah it's also like the kind of is like a great setup for an interesting story mm-hmm. which i think they could pull off yeah um and um you know and so those are i think two paths available for mm-hmm. them in the world of comic books true um i, I also sometimes imagine them disney style just like cranking out you know like for the rest of our lives yeah, every couple of years it's like a new comic book thing, mm-hmm. um, and I mean I, I don't know. And they certainly could reboot things like they do in comics at some point. Yeah. Like they are going to run out of contracts with these major characters that we know right now, yeah. which I think we'll start to see happening, and they have to deal with that in some way. Um, whether it's like Spider-Man, where they just get a new one. Um, yeah. 
So things like that are possible. Well, I mean, um, in, the, sure, yeah. in in the Spider-Man world, there has there was always there was Spider-Man: The Amazing Spider-Man. There were two right. separate but similar storylines. Yeah, um, and I don't entirely know the politics as to why that is, but mm-hmm. they were always there. Yeah, um, I mean, I think too that you know, there's the possibility like one of the, um, you know, I mean, one of the things that characterizes graphic novels is when you have someone else deal with these characters. Like you mm-hmm. have uh, one of my favorite graphic novels, a DC one called uh, Kingdom Come. Uh, Paul Dini does the writing and Alex Ross does all that. And Alex Ross does the sort of hyper-realistic heroes. And it's, it's a great, totally contained, beautiful mm-hmm. story. Yeah. You know, and in some sense, like, all of, you know, 40 years of Superman leads up to this moment. Right. Or even, like, in in Frank Miller's Dark Knight, mm-hmm. um, Dark Knight Returns, I think, is probably my favorite. Like, yeah. all of Batman. It, it, like, like, <laughs> Phase one, history, all of yeah. Batman. Right. You know, phase two, the first part of the story. Phase three, the end of the story. Yeah. You know, like it, it it's you can work with a character, mm-hmm. um, and have them do interesting. It's also like like like, the, like we encounter like Wolverine and Professor X and Logan. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to know or all of all of their all of the X Men. Yeah. Is essentially just backstory. Right. And to tell a really interesting and great story about two people that are kind of novel. Because mm-hmm. Wolverine is not quite Wolverine, and Professor X is not quite Professor X. Yeah. Those could be interesting. Mm-hmm. But again, you need, um, even like, I'm sprawling all over the place, but even like forums like Doctor Who, which historically, before the reboot, had, had a whole lot of writers. Right. Um, in the reboot, there's a lot of wonderful, wonderful things in there. But for a lot of it, um, Mark Gaddis and Stephen Moffat, mm-hmm. you know, after taking over from Russell T. Davies, like right. they run a monopoly on a lot of the things. The stories, yeah. Um, and because I know that there are hundreds, if not thousands, of capable, interesting, <laughs> interested writers in the world who could do that. Yeah. And uh, what I would love to see um, going forward, which will never, probably never happen, is to see more of those voices mm-hmm. and those writing talents involved in the in the creation of content. For Playing them. in that world, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, I think we've exhausted this one pretty well. Yeah, yeah, no, we'll get yeah. it. But there's a lot of like decade of movies, like we mentioned, yeah. pulled into this. Um, that that's all tied together. So that's kind of a lot, and we haven't really talked about this very much. Yeah. Um, I don't think in the past. So uh, I think ultimately I like it a little bit more than you do. Yeah, no, I think I, it's like true. it was entertaining. Yeah. Um, it, it's it worked okay. I, I don't think it's going to be very memorable, like you said, compared to some of the other films. Sometimes I like, like my wife kind of says I have to see everything, but like it's sort of like a fascination with like, how did they do this? Like, why did they do this film? Like, yeah. it's sort of like when I watch it, I think about how like audiences would, are watching this, like especially if it's something popular, but I don't quite yeah. relate to like. Why do audiences love this? What is it? What's going on? So sometimes it's just like a fascinating aspect to see, see how they handle it. But yeah. So uh, yeah, we're gonna wrap up our conversation and uh, thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm.